Would you open God's precious holy word to the revelation? And we've come to chapter 9. And verse 1. And following. I think we'll be in about the first 12 verses or so here tonight. So there has been a brief respite. But here come the last three trumpets. And the angel had said, woe, 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 because of the last three trumpets. These are considerably worse and more intense in the outpouring of God's wrath on the earth dwellers than the first four, and the first four were really bad. So let's begin here in verse 1. And the fifth angel sounded his trumpet. And I saw a star having fallen out of heaven to the earth. We want to we carefully look at the language here. Uh, because in the development of the character of the fallen star, we see in the original that he's personified. We're going to talk about that. I saw a star having fallen out of heaven to the earth. In the Greek text, it's, a, it's what's called a perfect participle. It's in the perfect tense. And here's what that means. It means that the action has already occurred in the past but the action has ongoing results. Well, that, that couldn't exactly be like some sort of asteroid or whatever. So we consider this carefully, and it says the key of the pit of the abyss was given to it, and he opened the pit of the abyss. All right, we stop there. And he opened. Henriksen, Henriksen, he opened. So it becomes masculine, it's personified. Therefore, this star in the language is personified. The name of the name of the he's called Lucifer, but that's not even a word that's in the Bible. In Isaiah chapter, uh, chapter 12, 13, and 14, leading up to the description of the fallen angel who is Satan, Ben-Shahar, his name is uh, son of light, son of, son, of, son of the morning. He is otherwise translated as well as day star, And the angels are called stars. In more than one place in the Revelation, and we haven't gotten there yet, also in Job chapter 38, and then in the Revelation 12, it says that the dragon, Satan, there was war in heaven, and Michael and his angels defeated Satan and his angels, the dragon and his angels, and the tail of the dragon swept a third of the stars with him. Those are fallen angels. 
So a biblical reference that is used to, uh, to speak of angels, to identify angels is star or stars. The strong indication here is that the star having fallen out of heaven is Satan, the dragon. Now that begs a question. You know, Jesus said in Luke's gospel, and I saw, I saw Satan falling like a star out of heaven. So maybe what is described here is the star having fallen out of heaven to the earth because in the perfect participle, the action that is past is continuing to have results in that time. So it most likely, and it really, for those of us who are going to be raptured, it doesn't make a lot of difference. But we do like to study these things, get an idea. After all, it's in the Bible. We may as well read it and study it, right? Um, it would seem that this is a reflection on what we're going to study more about in the Revelation 12, in that now the dragon has been kicked out a star because it's sort of like the reference Christ made. Sort of fits the name that he has been given, he was given in the Old Testament. To the earth, the key of the pit of the abyss was given to it. And he opened the pit of the abyss, the abyssos. Uh, bottomless pit maybe is what your Bible may say. It's a bad place. It's not a place that you want to go for vacation. It is the netherworld death row of the worst of the fallen angels. There are demons who have not yet been given access to the human race. And they live, they are chained in that prison. Peter speaks of it. He it's translated hell in Second Peter, but the, it's the only place where the Greek word is used. In Peter, it's called Tartarus. Every time the word Abyssos is used, it speaks of this place where demons are locked up, and they are the worst of the worst. So, if you ever, if you ever studied, okay, one way to study the Bible is to study it regarding systematic theology. That means that you study the Bible, you're going to study theology proper, the doctrine of God. And then pneumatology, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. And then Christology, the doctrine of the Christ. Hamartiology, the doctrine of sin. Soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. Ecclesiology, the doctrine of the church. Angelology, the doctrine of angels. Now, a subset of that study is the doctrine of the fallen angels, demonology, demonology. And here's what you find when you study demonology. You find that the Bible describes demons, they're obviously the fallen angels, and you find them described 
in three categories, demons. There are the demons of the air. And so the air is filled with demons. There are demons of the earth. They're on the earth, they're not in the air, and they, they uh, possess things or animals or people or whatever. The third of the three categories are the demons of the abyss. They've never been given access to the human race, never. They are so awful and they're so terrible that they have never ever been allowed access to the human race. Now we have hard enough time with the demons of the air and the demons of the earth. But what can happen to the human race is unimaginable presently when the demons of the abyss are set loose. When that prison is opened up and those demons are allowed to have access. Okay, so probably what is happening here is that there's been a war in heaven and the forces of the dragon would, in, would have included the demons of the air and the demons of the earth. And they were beaten. They were not strong enough. They could not overcome Michael and his angels. And so the accuser of the brethren and all of his minions, they are kicked down to earth. In the process, apparently, now who has the keys to death and Hades and all that? Christ. We learned that earlier in the Revelation. It's like, it's like the angry son of God who means business flips a key to the dragon as he's kicked out of heaven. Go get the rest of your buddies. See what you can do with them. When we get to that part, it'll say, woe to the inhabitants of the earth because the dragon's been kicked out of heaven. Knowing that he's He's desperate, knowing that his time is limited. Now given this key, he opens the pit of the abyssos, the, the abyss. It's a, it's a place. It's the, the core of the earth. Uh, there's a shaft, apparently, that leads to it. And it is locked in a way that is a spiritual lock. But now for the first time since the fall of the angels way back, probably on the first day of creation, now for the first time, Satan has his entire army. The demons of the air, the demons of the earth, and the demons from the abyss. And these guys from the abyss, they are really, really bad. 
And he opened the pit of the abyss and smoke went up out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by the smoke of the pit. So there is an eruption from this shaft. And millions upon millions upon millions of demons are released. And their release, they are outfitted with a body. They have some kind of body. And we'll, we'll see the description of it in just a minute. And they're, they're being released and embodied in a strange way causes them to shoot up out of this shaft like, like a bursting volcano and coming out, their presence covers the sky and darkens the sun because of the smoke of the pit, what is coming out of there. And out of the smoke came forth locusts under the earth. Power was given to them. They didn't have this power. It was given to them. Like the scorpions of the earth have power. So they're like locusts and they have power like scorpions. And it was said to them, but they shall not harm the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, except the men not having the seal of God on their foreheads. Remember, before the fifth seal, there was a respite between the fourth and the fifth trumpets. And apparently the earth has made a little bit of a comeback. You remember all the green grass was destroyed and... Uh, now, the darkness that had covered the sun has perhaps cleared away. There's been a little bit of a respite and earth begins to make a little bit of a recovery. And here's the instruction. Now, locusts in the Old Testament or even in any era of time, their job is to eat all the vegetation wherever they are. That's their job. They just strip everything and just keep moving. Well, these demons look like locusts somehow, but they're told that they're not going to act like locusts. They're not going to eat anything that's green, no tree. Their target would be every human being not having the seal of God on their foreheads. Any person, any earth dweller who has not been sealed by God on planet earth is the target of this unnumbered host of demons. We know they're demons because they are coming out of the abyssos, the abyss. Now, in the Revelation chapter 3, a reference is made to how God's people are sealed on their foreheads. Then in the breaking of the seals, 144,000 were sealed. Apparently on planet earth, you have 
the elect of God in the tribulation who are still alive and they are sealed by God and they are exempt from the demonic attacks. Among those would be the 144,000. And then there's everybody else. All of the people who don't have the seal of God. So those are the ones who are the targets of these demons. And it was granted to them that they should not kill them. Now when you read that, you can, you can infer from that statement that if this restraint had not been put on these locusts, these demons, they would have killed them. But they're not permitted to kill them. But that they shall torment them five months. Now that term five months may tell us a little something. You may or may not have known this. Generally speaking, locusts live for five months. Generally, they come out in May and they die in September. So will it be May to September in some year? I don't know. And I don't know. But I know that for five months, they are empowered to torment the earth dwellers, the unsealed, the reprobate. They are given the power to torment those people for five months. And their torment was like torment of a scorpion when it might strike a man. I've, thank God in heaven, I've never been stung by a scorpion. Anybody, anybody here been stung by a scorpion? Is it bad? Huh? When we were out west traveling with a church youth group, their rest stops on the interstates had different warnings. Well, they had warning. Ours don't even have warnings unless you're in the mountains and they're warning about bears or something. The warnings out there were about scorpions and snakes, I guess. Huh? Rattlesnakes. Yeah, rattlesnakes and scorpions. I saw a big old scorpion, a big one, a great big one. And I, I didn't even want to get close enough to kill it. I, I just wanted to leave it alone because I had heard that a torment, that a, a torment, a sting from a scorpion, a big one especially, would be pretty bad. And I've read that it is so bad that it probably would kill a child the venom or whatever that comes out. Okay, so these are, these are super bad demonic type scorpion stings. It torments every person who is stung. And this goes on for five months. All right, so you're gonna have, you're gonna have a kajillion more demons than you have men. Have you, ever, have you ever been where there was a locust swarm? I have, I have. We had one right after Pat and I were married. And they were everywhere. They were all over the windows of, of, of buildings and cars. And if you backed up your car, you could hear the crunching of all of the locusts that were around, you know. 
So they covered everything. Use that in your mind and think of the swarms of demonic locusts or, or locust-like demons all over people. Can't go anywhere without a swarm of locusts just covering you. And their job is to keep stinging you and to torment you for five months. Five months. And in those days, men will seek death and will not find it. And they will long to die and death shall flee from them. So reprobate people in a fallen state are greatly influenced by demonic activity. And in this case, they want to, but they can't. The power, the ability to carry out their will is taken away from them. So that for five months, the reprobates don't die. They just live in horrific torment and agony. Can't go anywhere without 500 locusts grabbing hold of you and stinging you like a scorpion. Now this is just the fifth trumpet. Death shall flee from them. The appearance of the locusts was like horses having been prepared for battle. So they were warlike, they were well organized, and they were on the attack. Upon their heads, something like gold crowns. Again, the word, the root of the word it's a Stephanoi, which is the plural of Stephanos, and that's a victor's crown. And this, this tells us that in those five months, the men whom they are attacking will not win. They'll lose. These guys will win, these locusts. Their faces like the faces of men. So they were intelligent. Boy, that'd give you the creeps, wouldn't it? No pluck a locust off your shoulder and he's going <laughs> he looked like a man and they had hair like the hair of women attractive seductive alluring and their teeth were like those of lions vicious Brutal. These, these, these things are all over the place and they're all over the reprobates of the world. And they had breastplates like breastplates of iron. The sound of their wings was as the sound of many chariots of horse, horses rushing into battle. So they, they were tough You couldn't do anything with them. And the noise all around you was maddening. 
You knew they were there, they were everywhere, they were all over you and they were swarming and you could hear them, you could feel them, you could see them and everybody was freaked out who weren't saved. They have tails and stingers like scorpions and in their tails is their power to injure men for five months. Five months. They have a king over them the angel of the abyss, I misspelled the word eos, that's supposed to be is. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek he has the name Apollyon. So, the reality of the force of demons is in both testaments, Old and New Testaments. It means, you know, it means like uh, destruction. There's strong indication here that this is one of the generals under Satan. So, so this guy commands, it's not, not, this is not necessary, it could be, but it's not necessarily when you see how it's separated from the other names that's used of Satan in the Revelation, it's not necessarily the same as the dragon. So it could be that they have a commander and he's a, his job is to destroy. And there's no mistaking who he is because he's identified in both major languages of the scriptures. They have a king over them. The angel of the abyss of the abyssos. Now, Satan will be chained and locked away in this prison after the tribulation. Not, not long after this era right here, this time, period of time. And all his demons are locked away into this prison. And they will be loosed for a little season at the close of the thousand years. But right now, the whole force of hell is loosed on the earth dwellers, fallen man, organized in their attacks. They know what they're going to do, no doubt about it. Demons. You know, the, the Greek word for demon means intelligence. So these are extraordinarily intelligent uh, beings. And they're outfitted in the most horrible way. The first woe has passed. Still two woes are coming after these things. It's just awful. We're going to see, though, that after all of this stuff that's done, the earth dwellers, they would not repent. They would not repent. Thinking that there's a way to live apart from Christ. Well, we'll stop it there.
And uh, we'll find out that it's just going to get worse after this. Let's pray together and we'll be dismissed tonight. Holy Father God, we are humbled when we study of what's going to fall on this earth in those seven years. And we are stricken down with gratitude when we think that we will escape these things by your grace and call. So, Father, we preach and teach and we pray that nobody who will hear us will be around to see these things. Father, we pray that you'll continue to bless us and give us the resources that we need, that we might preach and teach your word to this world in the best way that we can. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.